Welcome back to another glorious episode of A Spirited Debate. The crew have dusted off the glasses, dropped in some ice, and pulled the corks, and we are ready, as always, to pour a few drinks and find a way to rattle each other's cages. Now, I could give you the same spiel as last year. If you're new to this, hit this, follow that. But you know what? It's now 2021, and we've decided it's a new year, and it's time for some new rules. At the end of the day, follow if that's your thing, like if you want. Fuck it, we're just happy you're listening, and that's all that matters to us. Now, some things will never change, so as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for... Just skip over. I'm trying to contribute to the discussion. It would be wrong. They would absolutely be wrong. If you thought that our debates were going to be any different, then joke's on you. I thought, I thought you'd get better. <laughs> and you guys came with the same shit. We are on our way. Promoted! I'm double fisting, actually. Um, so I thought that was on Friday night. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than you. It ain't going to so, take somebody long to get bingo so, here. Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> new year, new day. And in the words of Leslie Jordan, well, shit, how you all doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, sugar. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another episode of A Spirited Debate. Hope everybody's doing well. It's good yeah, to see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm Giggity, still Somebody <laughs> seems really excited about this episode. I'm trying to fill the void of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about. My shoulders are getting sore from carrying, carrying the weight. <laughs> That's a lot of weight to carry, bro. There it is. Boy, we're woof. I feel my for you. I feel you for your back, your hips, your knees. I sell out of court right now for $5 and a 40 ounce. Your That's neck, right. your back, your pussy, and your crack. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So let's get the show. Let's on the try road. this again. No, no. We're just going to keep on rolling. The train <laughs> has left the station. We are fucking moving. Uh, all right. So everybody's doing well. Welcome to another episode of Spirited Debate. And let's get the party started. Uh, on this episode, new year, new topic, same fantastic group of individuals. We are going to be discussing gaming. And I know this is something that is near and dear to a few of you. And so we've been wanting to talk about this for some time and it keeps getting pushed back with other things. But we thought now would be an ideal time with the new year. A lot of people probably got games for Christmas. We know there was the massive launch in mid-December of Cyberpunk 2077. And so we thought now would be a good time just to kind of talk about the gaming industry a little bit and really the topic of developers pushing games to market faster than they probably should. And therefore, issues arise that consumers have to deal with. And then obviously, there's pushback from consumers. So that's the topic that we're going to discuss today. You know, in talking about this, and we went back and forth some this week, and it was really like, what is the debate about? What should the fundamental question that we're asking be? for this particular topic. So I actually wanted to push this out to you guys today on the show and just be like, what question are we asking that, you know, we're inviting the listeners in to kind of take part in a debate. So what should the question be? Because I know at least two of you are considerably more avid gamers than I am. I don't know. What do well, we got? I think, I think we're past the, the, you know, gaming is, you know, leads to violence and, and all those, all this kind of crap. Now, now granted there are a few games out there that even I find borderline repulsive, but you know, we're, we're, I think we're past the conversation of, you know, what a typical gamer looks like um, because you, you can go out and watch any streamer now, male, female, black, white, Muslim, Christian, agnostic, wh- whatever. The, the gaming community is massive, it's huge, and it's, it's very um, 
there there's it's very there's a lot of variety to it there, there is no more it's a geeky dude who sits in his room who doesn't bathe who doesn't shave who doesn't brush his teeth and you know has no social skills i mean clearly we all have social skills we all game we've all been gaming since we were kids we grew up with it we all love it so i think yeah i think when grinch brought it up earlier this week i think the topic is how the gaming industry functions, right? Why it is that um, they'll push all these titles out, uh, make a shit ton of money, but give us crappy products. And we, we, we seem to come back for more, but, but I can dive into that later because I've got several bones to pick in this episode. Yeah, and, and, and we can jump into that because I'm going to point you out a little bit later in terms of you know, consumers getting burned on game releases because I know you've had at least one other one. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that topic. So moving forward, let's go ahead and, and jump into our drinks. I want to hear, oh shit, I'm sorry. Uh, this is actually the very first episode where we are rolling out the Spirited Debate bingo. And so the purpose of this game is for the four of us to participate. Each of us have a randomized bingo card with shit that we have done, said, whatever it is on this show. We slapped it on a bingo card and we thought, what better way than to just try to play bingo while we're trying to do one of these episodes. I'm, I'm not sure how well this is going to work out, but fuck it. We're going to find out as we go along. So the purpose is anytime something happens, one of us, if we recognize it, we hear it, we see it, we have to call it out. We mark it on our bingo cards. We should probably punish that person in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. The details can be muddy at this point. I don't really care. I mean, Grinch said he would get a tattoo of a butt plug on his butt cheeks. Awesome. Okay, so there you heard it. Okay, Grinch, butt plug, tattoo. Like is that the left or right cheek? Where's, can we get the playback of that? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, I'm calling your... out butt plugs. <laughs> oh, nice. There it is. So you actually, for our listeners for our listeners at home, you missed the first one. I made a mistake and I used fair enough because that's something I actually do on a regular basis. And so that got marked on the card right before we started. And now butt plugs, kudos Matt, to you, Mac. Now here's the question. Once it's said once, is it off everyone's card? Or it's off the, the card, yes. No, so, no. Okay. Because, uh, again, in, in, in bingo halls, right? Somebody calls mm -hmm. out a number, everybody at the same time gets to mark that number. So that's why you have okay. to call it. Fair enough. And so you call it out, we mark it. Really, the point of the game is, A, to have a good time, but B, to try one of us to hit bingo. And we'll think of some prize. I don't know. Somebody will get something for this, I'm sure of it. So we've got fair enough and butt plugs there off the board. And we move, we move along. All right, so let's get into our drinks. Max, since you called out butt plugs, I'm going to let you start with your drink. So, so what are you having today? So I, I just made a ginger rum. It's uh, very simple. It's one part uh, rum, three parts ginger ale. Stir it up, pour it over some ice, and it's pretty good. Not, not a whole lot of thought process has to go into it. So that, that was a good one for me today. What's the rum you're using? Uh, I'm using, again, the, the bamboo that I got uh, oh, from Flaviar. It's, uh, I've really been enjoying that rum. Okay. So real quick, just before we, how many of you are staring at your bingo card as we do this? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I've already memorized it. I'm, I am <laughs> dialed in. I know most of them, but I'm just like, I'm just waiting. Okay. Uh, all right. Since you're so dialed in, Grinch, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am drinking uh, what's called a spiced rum apple cider cocktail. Um, and, and I'm, so my base is uh, Captain Morgan's private stock. Uh, here's what I'll tell really anybody that delves into it, this kind of drink is there's a lot of different ways you can make it and you can make it to your taste. So um, like in this particular version, you use um, apple cider, the dark rum, 
you know, like a cinnamon stick for a garnish or a niche or, you know, whatever other thing you want to do to jazz it up by look. Um, you can add, I did not in this case, but you could add like a, like a schnapps, uh, like an apple schnapps or something like that, or fireball whiskey. Um, and then this one, oh, uh, actually what I did is I, and I added uh, a, a cider, um, a, a hard cider. Um, so, you know, based on your rum preference, your cider preference, um, you know, any of those variables, you can tinker with it. And then you, there's also, you could say, I want it to be hot and go with the option where you heat up the apple cider and some water and then serve it warm. So a lot of versatility. I kind of called an audible right here at the end. I was going to go with like the hot version I initially sent out in the text and then just kind of the jumble of trying to hop on here in time. I was like, you know what? I'm sticking with this. I'm not going to vary from it. So yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's, as you might imagine, very palatable, lots of easy components uh, to go down. You're not fighting your way through it. It's, it'd be a good party drink if you made, made it like bulk or something. Very nice. All right. It sounded uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, rum with apple cider and apple schnapps and, uh, did you use schnapps or no? This this was no, no schnapps or fire whiskey. I okay, just, I, but those yeah. are options. Those are options. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, uh, I'll go next. I just I ordered a few weeks ago. I ordered a bottle, or my wife actually ordered a bottle of Mulholland Gin, uh, which I have been wanting to try. And I know I mentioned this previously. It was next to impossible to get here on the East Coast because they're based out of California, and she managed to find it. So I got that. So I've I've been wanting to try it, and so I went with a dirty martini as opposed to a regular martini. I enjoy olives. And so I thought I will try a dirty martini. So I'm just using the Mulholland gin mixed with a little bit of olive brine. Uh, I stirred it with ice and then I poured uh, dry vermouth in a, uh, in stemware and froze it, uh, poured out the excess. So you just need a layer of dry vermouth on the glass. You freeze it. You do it like two or three times. It's kind of a process. So there's no actual dry vermouth in the mix. And then it's just the, the gin and the olive brine and then mixed that with ice, stirred that up, poured it in a glass. And then again, because I like, fuck, because I like olives, uh, I did blue cheese stuffed olives because I like them. <laughs> Tom Cruise ain't got shit on you, man. You're uh, no. opening your bar. I was going to say, <laughs> right? we, we, you know, we were talking about that earlier. You know, well, well, he's, well, he's trying to get Haas to make, yeah. you know, his own margarita mix. And, you know, we're like, no, nah, fuck that. I can, I can order that shit already pre-made I, I, on Amazon and have it here tomorrow. Okay, look, uh, obviously the new studio setup, that aside, uh, my wife and I were doing the budget and kudos to her for budgeting our lives to the extreme. But I now have a a podcast budget. Yeah, I now have a podcast <laughs> budget strictly for alcohol. She's like, "How much do you need a month? Let's budget it." And, and so I'm like, "Hmm, okay." She goes, "You know, if you don't spend it this month, you double it next month." I'm like, "Perfect." So, so you get yeah. rollover rollover money. Nice, right? I'm not fucking around. That's why when I sent out that text, I say, "Game on, gentlemen." <laughs> not fucking around. So yeah, so this part of the problem with this drink is it is a high salt content. So I do have water that I'm drinking because I will blow up like a fucking puffer fish because of the salt. But 
it is what it is. It's it's tasty. I wouldn't sit here and just drink five or six of these at a day in a in one day. But yeah, it's good for the show. I've been wanting to try it, and I've been wanting to try this gin. So I'm super excited about that, and it actually tastes pretty good. So yeah, that's what the, I'm the level yeah. the level uh, that you and Grinch raise the bar every time we make drinks or whatever. I'm just like I yeah, can't I'm keep like, up. Like I'm I'm throwing some ginger ale and some rum in a glass. Stir yeah, it I'm up. like I'm done. Bourbon <laughs> over ice, three ingredient beverages. Let's that's roll. okay. Look, you're not at the Grutech level. It's the Diet Coke and I pour a little vodka in the can, right? Fair you're enough. Not there. No, you're right. You're right. I'm not, I'm not taking a funnel and pouring out half the Diet Coke and pouring in. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I, also exactly. did, I just listened to that episode recently too. And I, was laughing I, at that I listened part. to it yes. this week, actually. Yeah, it was really good. And All right. So let's finish things up before we jump into our topic. Haas, you, you're going to bring us home. What are you drinking today? I'm double fisting, actually. Um, so I thought that was on Friday night. Yeah, there it is. Well, that's just fisting. That's just fisting. It's not double fisting. Um, I made I made something called a a, a madras. Um, (laughs) The app, the app actually told me. I'm calling it out. uh, Hoss is trying new. There it is. See, I was wondering because I knew what you were drinking. At least (laughs) I I was waiting for us to get the Hoss because I knew that was going to happen. That was going to be. That was a win. I, I, I took a nap. And I woke up late and I rushed to go make this Madras drink, which is vodka, orange juice, and cranberry juice. And I made a four count of it. It's light. It tastes good. But now I looked down to my left and I was like, well, shit. Santa Claus from the Captain House sent me a nice little gift of a single single barrel four roses that I can't get here. <laughs> <That's> nice. <another laughs> <one>. <laughs> it ain't so, gonna take somebody long to get bingo so, here. So I went ahead and uh, I went ahead and, and, and poured it over ice and there we go. So I'm I'm doing double drinks. You know what I love about the unintended name drop is the beep that's going to correspond with it. That's in, fantastic. In the final episode. <laughs> Possibly like, fuck y'all. You didn't even listen to my drink. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying your drink? to tee. So, no, some of these I'm trying to team up, you know, just, just for Now, for now real purposes. quick, can I go back and call myself out for something? No. I didn't do it intentionally. But as soon as I did it, I was like, son of a. Well, that's why I say it's got to be called out because if you bypass it, no, we're not going back. We're, we're always moving forward, looking ahead. All right. So I'm sorry, Hoss. What were you drinking? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Madras? Uh, Madras? Yeah, ma- Madras. Mad, Mad yeah, cow disease? Yeah. M-A-D-R-A-S. Tito's vodka, some orange juice, some cranberry juice. Boom. And then, like I said, I also decided to, uh, to pour three fingers of uh, single barrel four roses. Well, that's the only drink I cared about that. I missed, so I missed the first one because I, I didn't realize you were double fisting. So I knew I didn't think the, you know, am, when Haas tries new shit when you don't have app. two hands, double fist because you have to compensate. Gotcha. You know? All right. So those are the drinks on this episode. Fantastic. Are we ready to move along? Cheers to you, gentlemen. Cheers, yep. gentlemen. All Cheers. Right. Cheers. All right. The, contru- <laughs> the conductor says full steam ahead. Let's move. All right. So video games, as you said, Haas, most, if not all of us have been playing video games. I'm afraid to even ask. <laughs> okay. Uh, have been playing video games since we were like knee high. So yeah, I mean, I can remember playing video games with my brother and my father tank Pong, things like that, using the old Atari systems. Uh, I didn't actually get a Nintendo because my parents didn't love me. Mom, Dad, I know you're listening. So I didn't get a Nintendo as a kid, but that's okay. It wasn't until I moved out of the house and got my own game system. But I would come to your house, Haas, we'd play. So, I mean, I had access to video games. But clearly, I think we can all agree that video games have changed leaps and bounds from what they were when we were kids. 
And I mean, we're not even in the same universe anymore in terms of the way they're made and the level of graphics and so forth. But in that, you also have the secondary issue, which is while games are advancing at a prodigious rate, the consoles on which they played on, right? They're always, they say technology gets outdated, gets run, you know, they run through technology really fast and it's constantly being updated. So, you know, the issue is when they're creating new games, how do they not only keep up with technology for the game, but keep up with the console that has got to be played on? And then when they're delivering those titles to market, are they doing it in a manner that it makes for a successful release? And so that's one of the major issues I think we want to cover today. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's one of the problems is we know that consoles are not capable of handling what the developers can do. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people prefer PC gaming, which is also an argument of console gamers versus PC gamers and whether they should be cross-sectional, which I know Grinch and I both have passionate arguments on why they shouldn't. But yeah, I mean, it's a problem. It's clearly a problem. It's been a problem for, you know, decades that these developers can put out products that these consoles cannot handle yet. Yeah, I I know I uh, spammed everybody with a bunch of history, but I think I'm just going to pull a few tidbits out of it because I think it I think it informs where we are today I mean yeah okay so really no video games prior to 70 you know you start you got like your very early iteration of Pong and of course what followed was all sorts of Pong like things Uh, it reminded me of Flappy Bird and then suddenly you had like 400 things that all amounted to you tapping that button you know at a certain speed but it was going into the 80s I think what I saw if I remember right in the notes 85 which was when the NES came out and what they called kind of the golden age of video games, as early as 85, video games made more money than pop music and movies. So that, I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about that all the way back in 85, you know, it was already making a ton of money. But prior to that, in that 85 from the Atari 2600 block, the game community crashed. Like arcades were becoming popular, you know, as we've seen in like Stranger Things and some other movies that showed like 80s throwback. The gaming industry crashed because they pushed out too much shit and it started pissing off the market because it was quantity over quality. Well, and well, obviously yeah. I'm, I'm bringing that up purposefully to kind of set the stage for you saw wider that. discussion. Yeah, you saw that, you know, again. I mean, yeah, okay, Japan entered really was the biggest player in the game uh, or in the industry for console with the NES. But then you started to get like your Sega Genesis, you know, the, uh, you started to get your PlayStation, which wow. skyrocketed then, and your Xbox. Then you had the console wars. And right, I was going to say, you had that whole situation because does anybody remember the Sega Saturn or was I the only dumbass that was able to that, that Yeah, pretty, pretty short-lived for sure. I remember so, Sega Genesis. You know, yeah. It, I this mean, is kind of the 64-bit iteration of the Genesis. Yeah, uh, was the Saturn, and, but and and I get back then, you know, studios didn't have the access that they have now. Like, obviously, you've got whole markets you can access through consoles, or if you're on PC through Steam or whatever. But you know, consoles are are lasting around eight years, give or take. You know, if you look from when the PS4 came out to the PS5 and the Xbox, they're they're going to match each other. Like they 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 keep an eye on each other. They know when they're going to iterate. So kind of coming, you know, maybe to where we are now, at the end of 2019, the gaming industry is $173 billion, projected to be over $200 billion in 2023. There are no signs of it slowing down. So you had two new consoles drop on top of two what are generally 
or what are you know what are AAA games, and both of them have had issues. For Call of Duty, the community is just pissed off with the way it's running, which is more about greed and some of the some of the things that led to it. And then Cyberpunk, which from original announcement in 2012 got pushed by eight years, and it still wasn't friggin' ready. And and, and we're kind of all collective losers. <laughs> you know, that's the sad thing. As a consumer, we have a shitty product. Well, I, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't even say that. I don't know that we are losers because CD Projekt Red is getting crushed in its stock market, but it still made money off right. 8 million pre-orders. And Call of Duty sure as shit isn't suffering, you know, for, for money. Well, again, it's like you said, though, that, that title was announced eight years ago. And you think of how fast technology is moving in that eight years in terms of where we were and where we are. And they have to keep up with that from a developer standpoint, they got to keep up with that technology. And then this year, of course, they're launching the new Xbox and the new PS5. And so now they're developing a game eight years ago, not knowing where the console technology may be at the time, but still they've got to bring that title to, to market. And this is where I want to go back real quick. Haas, you got burned by another title. Was it earlier this year or last year? No, it's been a few years. I mean, well, Andromeda is one that came out of the Mass Effect series that burned a lot of people. But the one that really got the, I really, I think a lot of uh, acrimony within the community, the gaming community was uh, Anthem. That was a Bioware EA um, uh, product that, you know, it would, that, that was a, that was a very stereotypical bait and switch where they, they said it was going to be this one thing and then they delivered something completely different than what they said. They're still patching it to this day, trying to make it better which is why they, they, they never really gave a lot of money back to people saying that we're going to patch it and make it what we told you. But I mean, it's just like, that was like a year and a half ago. Like a lot of people have moved on. You know, I, I feel as though the, 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 the gaming industry does not suffer fools because there's a lot of us that really buy into the hype of what these games can be. And it should be said that like with Cyberpunk 2077, I mean, CD Projekt Red, I mean, they, they put out the Witcher series. They put out Witcher 3, which was the game of the year. It had, it had three or four expansions. It was just, it was amazing storyline, gameplay. Uh, I mean, just graphics, just everything about it was amazing. Um, so, I mean, that, that the... The expectations weren't un- unrealistic, and and I think, you know, had I, I kind of feel because like, I was thinking about this quite a bit the last couple of days. But for COVID, do we there see? There it is. But for, but for um, well, and COVID. There you go. <laughs> Bingo. But for COVID, the truth of the matter is, is I'm not sure it's a problem because to go back, we're talking about the gaming consoles. My understanding is, is that when they were going to release this, they kept pushing it because they actually wanted to push the date out to, to line up when the new, the new consoles dropped because that's really what they were ga- gearing the gaming for. And let's be not, honest. Was it not a holiday issue, like releasing in the holiday season? Or well, was sure. It more- of course, you want to sell more during the holidays, but what you want is you want your game to have the best capabilities it can have, and you have that on the newer system. And so what they, they did that, but the problem is, is that either people are, don't have the, the discretionary money to spend because of COVID, or there was a huge manufacturing problem with both new consoles because of COVID. So everyone's playing on the older generation system, which is where a lot of the bugs are taking place. Now, I've played it. I have several buddies who've played it. We've talked a lot about it. It's not that it's a huge, huge 
there aren't huge issues. It's not a glaring, it's not an Anthem dumpster fire. Anthem was a complete and total like shit show inside of a dumpster fire inside of a three ring circus. Cyberpunk's not that bad from, from my perspective and a lot of people I know's perspective, but they do need to fix it. And they're saying they're going to start patching it here in 2021. Uh, there's going to be a couple of big patches, uh, you know, the beginning part of this year. And so let, let's wait and see what that happens. But to go back, what we're talking about is, yeah, I have a hard time because Bioware is putting out some new content and I don't really want to give them my money like ever a year and a half later. And I'm still like, mm, you know, go eat a bag of dicks. You're not getting my money. And it's hard to say that because they put out good content in the past. So let me ask this question oh. because I'm not, Oh, I'm sorry, Mac. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, I think, you know, you brought up a good point there, Hoss. If, if I'm a consumer and, and you know, they're putting out a brand new product, I, I think it's reasonable to expect that it's going to run on, current hardware that's on the market you know to me if you're going to tell me oh here here's this great new game and you can have it but guess what you got to go spend five hundred dollars and buy the new console when you just bought that console two years ago for five hundred dollars you know yeah. I, I think you have to develop and i get technology right don't get me wrong you know they can build faster stronger better for the on, on the newer platform but you have to Bring something to market that's going to impact everybody that's already out there without then, you know, causing them to go spend another 500 bucks to get the latest console. It's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah you got to well, account for what's already out there. Yeah, and I, and I, think, I think there are, you know, multiple facets to that, uh, which is one, I mean, the new consoles, you, can, you, you can't get them. I mean, they're just, they're, they're going off the shelves so fast. I mean, I agree with the point that not everybody has 500-ish bucks to drop on this thing. And that's not even including the fact you probably want another controller and you want this and that and the other. But Well, yeah, because the controllers aren't going to work. <laughs> right. You, it, well, it comes with one, <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, most of us know, like, you probably need at least two unless you're wired, whatever, whatever. But I, I, so I think there was that. And then if you kind of read, well, it's not even reading between the lines. It was, it was there. If you looked at what CD Projekt Red said, in their statement, they more or less acknowledged that they only showed PC and next-gen footage and then manipulated the information flow of what the game was going to be. Which, if you're in sales, why wouldn't you do that? Well, right? I mean, it, I get it, that. It's, it's it, misleading, it, but... Well, well here, here's why you would do that, because how many times can the gaming community get bitten like this, like with Andromeda, with Anthem, now with Cyberpunk? How many times are we going to get bit before, you know, pre-sales? I mean... I'm interested to see, but oh. I can tell you, like Bioware, Bioware has got this new game coming out. It's supposed to be Amazeballs. I'm not going to pre-order. I'll well, wait. Here's, here's the question I ask. With, with digital content, why is anybody pre-ordering anything? I mean, if, it, if it's a digital yeah, download, they, well, they, 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 do, they do some things. Free things. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, yes you they get, incentivize you to do it. And in truth, you get shit that doesn't matter. And that, yeah, mostly. It's like, and it's like cosmetic see, and dumb shit. But it used yeah, to be helmet if you pre-ordered, you got to play it earlier than everybody else. Which means but, you potentially understand you're going to be dealing with buggy issues, right? right? Which right. is fine. No, I, think, well, well, I think it's here's the other thing. Some A lot of these manufacturers, they used to do things where you could be in an alpha and a beta testing field, <laughs> and you could kind of help them work those bugs that, out. I've noticed that's not happening as much as it used to. Well, it, that I mean, that yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get at, Thor, which, which is what Haas just spoke to, is alpha and beta, typically some of these big AAA games will now do a limited access alpha and beta because they want to stress the servers. They want to see how people are going to break the game in ways they never could have imagined. Because, yes, they have whole QA teams, 
but they can only do so much. When you open it up to millions, Call of Duty, whatever, everybody finds glitches in the game. Like that's part of it. I'm not a, I'm not concerned with the finding glitches to exploit things, even though, you know, I mean, I kind of frown upon it in terms of depending on what you're trying to do. Like if you're using it to beat other players, I, I think it's shitty. Like right now, Call of Duty is actually dealing in Warzone with a glitch where you can turn invisible. It's game breaking. But the alpha and the beta are supposed to all occur pre-launch. When the shit comes out, it's supposed to fucking work. And, and I agree well, with you, Matt. If it's a digital download, which basically, I mean, some people like hard copy, but let's just say you hit start and, okay, the servers get crushed initially, so it takes like eight hours to download. But you, you get it when you want it. The, it does beg the question of why did I commit to this without getting kind of the community feedback? Right. It's almost like going to see a movie and, and you're just going on good faith because well, yeah, who goes to a year. restaurant without reading 15 <laughs> Yelp reviews? You know, anymore, right. Well, right. It's hyped up so much. And so, here's the other thing. I, I feel like it's like the drug dealer mentality. They're, they're giving us a taste and we're buying into it. And then we get a shitty product and they're going, don't worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll fix this product. Just keep enjoying the product. It's going to get better, we promise. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Now, I, I want to ask a quick question, and, and Thor, I know you wanted to, to talk about something, so we'll get right back to that. But, but Grinch, you've mentioned a couple times now, AAA game. Can you explain? Because I'm you know, i not a gamer. What, what is yeah, that? Yeah, sorry. Um, no, that's no, okay. It, it, it's, 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 it's kind of an informal rating of what the scale of the game is. Because um, you'll sometimes hear like in a review of a game that's made by a small um, company that its production value is on par with a triple A game. Um, and, 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 you know, the comparison would be like an indie studio versus like a Warner brothers, you know, or something in that level. Like you expect them to spend hundreds of millions of dollars. They, they have the backing to do right, that. Right. Okay. And, and what's interesting is you have your publisher and then you have your developer house, right? So you could have a publisher like an EA who's backing somebody um, like a Bioware, who's your developer. Um, same thing with Destiny. Destiny used to be backed by Activision. That was that was their publisher, and they were just the producer of the content. Um, so, yeah, it, you you can have large publishers and small developers, or you can have small developers all on their own. You know, producing know we're, content. We're running with this thread a little bit here, but <clears throat> that is an important point as well because that is exactly, at least for Call of Duty. Like, Call of Duty comes out every year almost at the exact same date. It's expected. And, and EA does the same shit, right? It's FIFA 2020. It's FIFA 2021. You're like, uh, the only thing that's changed is the roster. You just, right. You can just <laughs> pretty much an update. You, you could have just given yeah. me a download. But they, you're they trying to get me. They pretty much just tweak shit. Yeah. You, want to buy, you want me to drop 60, 70, 80 bucks every single year because that's what you're telling your but, shareholders but that's where they make their money they, they, it is the, the console is a 400 dollars one-time investment but it's it's like you mentioned it's the controllers the games all well, that and, other stuff the is where they make their money and yeah, the monthly subscription to the which, which the ea which have access to pass is now part of the xbox gold ultimate deal or whatever so now you can get all the ea stuff rolled in that but but the console thing could go, be going bye-bye i mean if stadia can you know google stadia could ever grab some legs and get decent internet to its you know service providers 
or to its in-game users. I mean, we may not have consoles anymore. Google's um, got a whole host of other but, problems but they got to deal with first. So. Well, they're <laughs> pushing for digital content download because a lot of these, like the Xbox, I don't know if PS is going to it. They're, they're going away from their optical drive. It's not even an option yep. anymore yep. in their consoles. You, you so. actually have to pay extra now to have an actual one. physical right. drive. Yes. Yeah. Because it's hardware that you have to pay to put in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's cost. Yeah. They can take it, it out. It, they can... You, you would think they can sell it cheaper. I don't know that they necessarily do, but... Right, right. and streaming has gotten so much more popular. I, I do have another point, but I know we've cut you off for a while. Sorry, Thor. No, it's okay. I was just going to ask, because I don't game the same way, you know, Haas, Grinch, the way you guys game. Mac, I imagine you're probably on my level in terms of gaming. I do game to a certain extent. Do you guys, like, do you sit around when a, when a you know, Call of Duty's coming out, when an Anthem's coming out, like that pre-order? Like, are you waiting in advance? Like, is that something that is always in your consciousness? Like, shit, this game's coming to market. I need to pre-order. Because I, I don't do that it's probably like months after before I'm like, Oh fuck that game's out. Maybe I'll try to check it out. But are you guys always aware? And I'm assuming the gaming community yes. at large is probably tied to that. Unequivocally. Yes. I mean the whole industry, and this is where uh, there, this is another aspect of this discussion worthy of getting into for sure. But yeah, without question, like I said, with con you expect it every year because back to what Haas was saying, Activision's the big dad over three studios and they cycle them through to ensure a COD comes out every single year between Treyarch, Infinity Ward, and what's the one I'm missing? Sledgehammer. This is the one you were saying that each year a new one yes. steps in. And- yes. But, but yes. it's a so, different brand of the Call of Duty. And run, it's actually right? pretty genius okay. because, you know, they put, they can, they can put out new content every year without having to be every two or three years. So the problem is, is, some people prefer one of those developers over the others. They, they do. And then if you really want to like go full wonk, in fairness to COD, and I hate to say that phrase, in fairness to Activision, they did something that has never been done before, which was combine the worlds. So Modern Warfare is still functional. Call of Duty Black Ops is now functional, and they merged those worlds. So it's a singular interface, sort of. Sort of. It's... it's it's by all means, it's clunky at best. And then Warzone, which is kind of like Call of Duty's answer to Fortnite. It is the free to play because they expect you to make a gajillion microtransactions, buy the battle pass, all this stuff coincides in both worlds. I can only imagine the complexity of that. So I don't want to, I don't want to detract from how much it probably took to make that happen. But I, I, I mean, I bet my life that Activision sitting over the top of this was like, there's no way in hell we are not going to make this seasonal release in time for Christmas to coincide with the new platforms. And I am absolutely sure Xbox and PlayStation were probably putting pressure to make it happen too. So, you know, they've got a hand in this because just because you get a sexy new title, console like you want to see what it can do right yep. <laughs> you, know? you want to test those boundary limits you yeah. want to see like i i know when i got the late the xbox i have now um i i went out and bought a very expensive 4k tv so that i could see that yeah, how, how how better the graphics were and they were exponentially better um but to roll back real quick yeah l- like grinch i i eagerly anticipate and wait for games i pre-order them um, when there's a, there's a 24 hour window ahead of before they drop where you can download. Cause I buy all my stuff digital. Now you can download it. So you can already have it downloaded so that when, when the clock strikes midnight or whatever that, that drop time is, you're ready to go. You can hop right in the game and get in because 
a lot of these games are so highly sought after that if you don't pre-order and you don't pre-download, you're going to be in a queue. Like they're that popular. You're going to be in a waiting queue and you can wait hours before you even get in and get to start playing. Okay, so, but in terms of bringing a title to market, you've now been burned multiple times with that, that premise. Is that still sure. worth it for you? No. Okay. No. Cyberpunk 2077. So here, here's the thing. The reason I fell for it this time was because CD Projekt Red has never st- steered me wrong. They've, they've, already put, they, they've already always pushed out quality content. They've never lied to the community in a way like they did this time. Um, so they were actually one of the few developing houses that I still trusted. Um, Bungie being one and Rockstar being the other, the, uh, the remaining, the remaining developers and publishers, um, I'm, I'm, I don't trust them. Uh, I, I look at them with raised eyebrows at minimum. Um, I'm still waiting to see how they course correct this and fix this. Uh, but no, in the future, I'm, I'm not likely to, to pre-order anything anymore. You'll just wait for the, the normal course. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, likewise. And, I've got and a I'll nice just, backlog. Yeah. And on that, I mean, you know, bashing on cyberpunk, you know, obviously it's a game that was near and dear to our hearts. I mean, at least I know we've had Vanguard on and Grutech, you know, we all played cyberpunk as the role-playing game in high school. It's just been, I mean, it's been one of those games that's been said is going to happen for, you know, literally over a decade. So there was a lot of reasons to go for it. Now I, I just happen to not because I'm typically only good about playing like one game at a time. And I went for COD because I like, like Oss was saying, I like Treyarch. I like Black Ops. It is typically the cycle that I like. Sledgehammer and the others have produced some games that I've just been like, fuck this, I'm not playing anymore. But in response to your question, no. No. There is no reason to pre-order anymore. They try to make you feel like you're going to get behind. You need to get on that treadmill. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's a yeah. marketing well, tool. Which it's the irony bullshit. of it is, it's not even ready to go when it drops. So you're right. not getting behind anything because yeah. they're not ready for you to be playing their game. You're right. basically paying and, and getting hyped up emotionally and, and whatnot to be a a, a, a tester. A, I don't want to say an alpha or beta tester. I guess That's technically you are. Like yeah, you're, you're doing their fucking QA tester. work. Is what right, exactly. You're, <laughs> right. you're paying quality money for that. Yeah. So, right. so, Mac, what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I just want to ask the question to, to, to both Grinch and Haas. So, you know, they had eight years to, to do this, right, is my understanding from reading some of the articles you sent. Why do you think it failed as miserably as it sounds like it's failed? Well, I mean, Grinch, eight years is a long time yeah. to develop a game. And it sounds like it even goes back further than that, but, but at least eight years in terms of the actual game development for the consoles. I mean, Next, Gr- next time t- my boss asks for work, I'm going to be like, I need eight yeah. fucking years to put that out, thanks. And then I'm going to do it wrong. Right. Grinch touched on one of those things earlier, which was the corporate greed. I think that was part of the problem. Okay. We've kind of sort of danced around the other one, which is the technology. I think that they were trying to decide whether – I think initially they were pushing it out for the older consoles. And then they wanted to like get ramped up and get it out for the newer consoles. But then they're trying to juggle juggle both those logistical issues because you want it on the current stuff, but you always want you also want it backwards compatible compatible because you want the max yeah. amount of audience to spend their dollars or Have their euros drinking? or their shekels. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. That that's my opinion. I think it's those those reasons why they yeah. pushed it, it, uh, it out early. And it's been done before. It has been done before where a game released to coincide with a transition to a new platform. And again, we're, we're talking console. I know PC doesn't have the same issue in the sense that 
PC, it's more about what you, what does your rig have? Okay, your 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 card isn't oh, going to be able we'll, to. We'll and, and you, but you but you can upgrade that much easier than you can a console. Yeah. A console, yeah. you can't put a new you know CPU. Yeah, this is this is all card. console generated. It, it's um, it is what's in the console at the time you buy it. And, I mean, and we can have the, the console PC that, argument at another at another time because I know that's a whole other rabbit hole. It is, down, but hey, so. hey, Grinch, have you ever thought about going PC after all this? No. I mean, I just spoke yeah. for you. Well, no. it. it this, you know, I know you said it's a longer topic, and it is. I, there used to be the idea of like exclusives, were what was a big selling point to get you to one console or the other, and right. and usually once you go to one, you stick with it because it's got your history, your trophies, all that jazz. You know, to the same point, Mac and Thor, you've asked, do I give a shit about a lot of that? Not really. Like nobody cares, <laughs> you know. Nobody cares if I pre-ordered, other than the company. No other person in the world I'm going to walk around and be like, "Oh shit, you didn't pre-order!" Like nobody cares. So when you pre-order, huh. so the game comes out, it's fifty nine ninety nine. When you pre-order, are you getting it for like thirty nine ninety nine? You're paying no. fifty nine ninety nine. And, and, and in fact, they've got tiers now of the games where the base is actually, I want to say, sixty nine ninety nine. The next version will be nine ninety nine ninety nine. And then the next version will probably be in the 110 to 120 range. Okay, so let me let me ask this question. <laughs> Have you ever played a fucking video game you thought was worth $100? Yes. Seriously? What? What was that? Well, it, it, at one time up front or kind of in aggregate with playing, buying the down, like the... No, 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 just one time up front, $100 for a game. The, they typically aren't, I mean, it's market value for a base game. Gotcha. Which is usually, like Haas said, it's about sixty bucks. It's what they try to do, and this is no different than a phone plan or anything else. Is they tell you what all is going to come. They're going to release new maps. They're going to release new this, that, and the other on schedule. That's where you supposedly have some saving because if you buy it up front, you get, you get it. it through the lifetime of the game. Do you guys as do that? To through the life of the game, do you do yeah, the downloads? It's, they, and, they call it a game pass, right, or something of that ilk. Yeah. And that's essentially, or, 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 yeah. And so I fucking did this time. We, we, <laughs> there are a se- they call them season passes, right? They, yeah, right. They call them season. You did it with COD again. Did uh, you? I, I I I bought the package that was this console. It covers the transition to the next console and the first season with all downloadable content. So yes, I'm gotcha. a fucking idiot. See, I have never done that in any game I've ever owned ever, ever in my pathetic well, here's life. Why. I have never fucking upgraded, like paid for content. I mean, well, I know it's, it's a the thing. new thing though that they do. And more games are going that way. Like Destiny is a great example. Destiny isn't Destiny 2. It's D2 now. Um, it's been out for two-ish plus years now. They were supposed to be in, or maybe it's almost three. Wow. They were supposed to be in Destiny 3 by now. They're just going to stay Destiny. They're not going to put out another they game. They just give you new They're, content to upload. What they do is they roll out seasons. You get four seasons for every year, and you have to pay to play that season. Now, you still get the base game if you paid for it, or in Destiny's case, it's now free on Game Pass. But if you bought... Uh, the season passed ahead of time, you get it at a discounted rate. Even though there may be seasons you don't want to play because you don't care for the content. They didn't put out enough in-game this or too much PvP this or not enough PvE that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to gamble. Like, do you want to... You're hedging your bets in a lot of ways. Like, Because I, I want to say COD's what, like, f- is it 15 or 30 bucks per season? 
But if you pay for the like, if you pay for an entire year's worth, yeah, you, I, I you think save that's like right. if you buy, you like save like fifty percent or more. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, I, in, in lieu of this, go ahead, brother. Sorry. Uh, no, no. I was gonna say a question. I have so so in mentioning all of the downloadable content and, and additional things you can purchase, are those cross platforms? So like, if I download and buy, you know these guns and this helmet, whatever. And, I, and again, I don't know, you know, what, what all you can get. And I do it all on an Xbox one and then say, Oh, you know what? The PS five came out. I decided to try something different. Can I log in? And, and Grinch, I see you shaking your head already. Yeah. So I can stop. Nope, my, my thought that, it, that Not that's yet. Destiny is actually saying Bungie says that destiny will be a cross platform next, next year. Sometime yeah, next year. It, and, and we, we do want to draw a distinction between, cross-platform in terms of can you play people from another so there's cross-play and there's cross-platform right, right two different things and that's yeah. the distinction yeah. to make yeah, yeah. cross-play yes. i don't see where there's again they should do it but i don't see where there's any advantage for either of the companies to do it because they want you to buy their platform so you know if i want to play a game with you grinch i now have to go out and buy a playstation yeah. i mean oh, no w yeah well i i will say that was so Sony was probably one of the biggest to push back on the cross play because it had the highest selling console. So in its mind, it only had, it was only room to lose. Lose instead of gain. If right. it right. stops, if it stopped you from, you know, really just wanting that platform. So then you start to say, well, then what's really better is if you put them, if you put the two of them on paper and just look at, you know, hardware performance, they aren't that different. They aren't that different. I mean, you're talking seconds here and there. Maybe you like the user interface a little better. Whatever the fuck, you know, it, it, it's just like, it's like Samsung versus Apple. Like once you commit to one, you tend to just kind of keep going with it. With it. I, I, I will well, say, and because one of the main reasons, ecosystem. I was a PlayStation player for decades. And the reason I left PlayStation and went to Xbox was because Xbox came out with the Xbox Elite Controller which allowed me to do button mapping and custom customizations to the controller which opened up what I could play and how I could experience it. And so that's why I left PlayStation because they don't have that. So you get things like that, but you also have, like, I want to go back to PlayStation because they get specific content that Xbox doesn't get. So it's, it's, it's tough. It, I, I wonder, and I, and I guess I dream and hope of the day where, I mean, I know Google Stadia was, was a pretty big goose egg. I hope for the day where there's a generalized, like, place where we can all go play together and have whatever it is we want to have for that experience versus you know having to pick and choose and do pros and cons lists up to including developers dropping crappy fucking games on us after years of fucking hype and we never know if they're going to get any better or not but you want you want a video game nirvana uh yeah yeah well, damn right. yeah, yeah and, and i used to say sure this uh, and i'll pay top dollar for it I'll, I'll maybe tease in one other kind of statistic here generally, which is far more people play now than they ever have before, whether it's mobile, you know, like I said in the email, you know, grandma and grandpa playing candy crush, the Pokemon go, you know, wh whatever, like just playing a game is far more popular as we talked about with the numbers, but the, but the demographics also coincide with that a lot more female gamers now, Right. You know, Asia Pacific, it's huge. North America is second to that, actually. Um, Europe, obviously, you know, so, um, so it's huge. It, it isn't going anywhere. But for some of us, particularly our demographic now, 
like I want to just have fun when I play. And that's my big gripe with Call of Duty is I'm not looking, you know, the term sweaty gets used when you're in a lobby that you're just having to work your ass off to have a good outcome. Um, there's a lot of memes to this effect, but, uh, you know, that's kind of what I like is I like playing games where I just enjoy it. And Borderlands, if I'm, if I'm going to, I have my own gripe about Borderlands and kind of what it did with its leveling system, which is what drove me away. But Borderlands, the reason why I enjoyed it so much is because you could hop on with one to four players, the dialogue was hysterical, and the gameplay was easy. Like, now you could get really good at it. Don't get me wrong. If you amped it up to, like, Mayhem level 10 or 11, whatever they are now, like, you needed to be good. But you could also just dial it down and just have fun. Because right, that's the point, right? Is is you want to like after a hard day or a hard week, you just want to you, you want to pour three fingers of bourbon over some ice, and you want to go let go. You, you you I don't I don't need I I work I work full time. I don't need to work in the video games. I don't need a ten year old kicking my ass. Right. <laughs> and yes, then, you do. And then, and then taunting me. And then taunting me in that voice where his balls right, haven't right. even dropped yet. Yeah, you got that right, buddy. So you know, so I think there's that, and and so uh, I know. We didn't outright say this in terms of our flow of conversation. I mean, I think gaming is one of those. There's something there for anybody if you want to do it, and if you don't, nobody cares. Like, well, yeah, there's more female gamers than ever. Yeah, and they're, and they're and growing now, exponentially every year. And now it's making like you can competitively make money. And then I don't know if this is a good segue, but the streaming community, like we talked about with social media, with Twitch and other things, those cats make a lot of money playing video games all day. I mean, we're talking like, thousands of dollars, yeah, if not like tens of thousands of um, dollars you know, a the day. Top, a the day. top-rated Twitch guy, QZ or whatever his name is, and then Nick Merckx and Tim the Hatman, they're making over a million dollars a year. We can have the yeah. We can have the <laughs> sitting online and just so, playing a video game like so people we said, can watch we the baby. We fucked up. Yeah. We should have gone all in. Our well, like, I mean, well, throw the football again. Yeah. You, yeah. Why would I want to be active? Fuck. <laughs> hey, yeah. You, you, you know, hey, it's uh, interesting. Daddy and Mama Thor. Uh, yeah, you should have given him a console earlier. Yeah, fuckers. And Haas, I was thinking of that that cartoon you mentioned about where like the father walks in on the son and he's like, "How can you sit and watch this for hours on end?" And I think the son says, like, how can you sit and watch a sport all day yeah, long yeah. you've never played? A, a father <laughs> walks in and says, what are you doing? And the son says, oh, I'm watching these these video game streamers play this video game I like. And he goes, how can you watch someone play something when, when you know, you can't do that yourself or whatever? And he goes, well, you sit and watch football every Saturday and Sunday. I, I, I do have a fundamental issue with that argument. I think it's bullshit on – it's a fallacy <laughs> on its face, but I'll let you make that that comment. That's fine. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that another time. But, yeah, that's bullshit. It's interesting because this group right here, like when we get together, we don't play first-person shooters. We don't play Call of Duty. We don't play Gears of War. We, no. we play sports. Yes. And that is generally our go-to whenever we're together in one room if we're going to play a video game. So I don't know why that is. But... Well, I think it's the same principle, though. Um, I mean, one, it, it, admittedly, in the tiers of games, and I don't mean them hierarchically. That's not what I mean. Maybe it's said better horizontally, just genre game. That's a better Genres, reason. yeah. Genre. You know, this first-person shooter, if you're not playing, like, campaign or something, it's where you can set the, the difficulty. It's unforgiving. Absolutely. Now, I just made Activision's argument for them for why they do skill-based matches, which I, I realize there's, like, maybe a handful of people in the world that give two shits about this. Are you wondering? That, that is the biggest gripe about... Call of Duty right now because what it's doing is it's looking at your statistics and matching you against like players. 
because it wants to protect the new community. Which I, in part, I agree yeah, with because I'm the I, yeah, guy. I don't that, know that I argue with that. Right. Go, I'm the guy that gets yeah. in and gets fucking I'm annihilated sure. by that team. Sure. Sure. I mean, come on. Grinch, yeah. there's been plenty of matches you and I've been in COD together, and we were like, dude, really? Yeah. yeah. So this gets a little into the, if, if we want to get into society, right, of the snowflake, everybody gets a trophy. We just want it to be easy for you. I got my ass handed to me the first time I played Modern Warfare. Handed to me. Not one kill. Not one. <laughs> yeah, but I and, I, I, and and I admit admit I will admit some of the things Activision wants me to say, which is I wasn't necessarily excited to go back and play again. Right. I I had to in this case kind of you know put on my try hard pants and get with a buddy who's like, man, let's just let's let's figure this out, and then we got better over the years. Now Activision doesn't want to wait years. Right. Activision wants its money now. But the problem the community has is what I was saying is I want to I want to enjoy the game, and instead I'm playing against people who've been playing as long as I have, or at least in skill level or in the same ballpark. And I'm not that great. I just play smart, I think. And I'm fucking working the whole game, <laughs> like working. <laughs> it pisses well, me I've, off. Damn it! <laughs> I've made the comment before on on other like other conversations where you and I used to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and I used to feel bad playing with you. Because I felt like you spent all of your time just reviving me and protecting so me. So yeah. well, I was going to say, because he did, right? Yeah, he did. Man, and it's just like, Grinch. Call him it got to the point, I'm, in my head, I'm going, <laughs> why does this fucking guy want to play with me? Because I am literally an anchor. I'm literally I really didn't sound like he wanted to I play with you. I thought you'd get better. And that's why he always brings out the sports exactly. games when we show up. Because he says, right. everybody can play this. this yeah. Except we've that, gotten because online. he beats us in all the sports games. That's why, right? But but Haas, you, Mac, and I have gotten online to play FIFA, and there is some twelve-year-old somewhere kicking our fucking ass, I taking mean, the goalie, fucking, running down the entire us pitch, up and like three retarded chumps. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it's now like, imagine that yeah, every man. time you played though. But and I, and, and I don't want to do that. Right. That's why I won't go back. But that's why that's I understand the, the skills based. Yeah. I understand that, the skills based because it's like I'm now playing with people on my level versus playing again, well, me jumping in I, with you. You're gonna think, annihilate me every time, and I'm gonna eventually be like, "Fuck this game! I'm not no, playing anymore." And but, it goes yeah, but what is it? What, what is it? Dad, dad always play. said. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than you, though. I agree with that. Right. Your game's always going to be better. If you're that guy that's really good. You don't want Thor to come in there because your game's going to be over in 10 seconds and you're like, oh, that was no yeah. fun. Well, in, in, I mean, running with that, I mean, I think it's a, it's a really interesting conversation because, like, sport is one that actually I think a lot of people can connect with as an analogy of, like, when you play a team that's just better than you. I think the difference, if, if we're using FIFA specifically, is you do have the option of playing the computer. In Call of Duty, you don't. You get no progression. It does nothing for your stats. You could do it as a warm-up. You can play bots, but you never progress. You have to get in the mix. Now, and this is my thing with, with skill-based matchmaking, is somewhere in there is a happy medium. And, and the problem is everybody thinks the dial is so far to the right right now of just absolutely protecting one community while making the other community just miserable. That they kind of want the line to blur a little bit. Of like, hey, occasionally I want to occasionally I want to get in a match where I got some people that don't really know what the fuck they're doing, and they might see some shit that I'm doing and be like, ah, if I'm an intelligent player that picks up on a technique, that was a like 
you know, in FIFA, I didn't even know you could pass like that, or I didn't, or that's a better lineup strategy, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's all the above. Fuck. I got to be an intelligent yeah. player. I'm already, but it has to be, yeah. it has to be a 10 curve. second technique. Cause I'm done in 10 seconds. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. But again, let, let's, we'll get it's back on topic. I do need a refill. I know normally we don't. Boom. There it is. Well, refill. We need yep. to refill. Actually, I saw you finish your drink and I already marked it on the bingo board because I know <laughs> it's coming eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Go grab a, go grab a refill, brother. Be right back. Walk the dog while you're gone. Ah, there it is. He can't. I don't know what to tell you. Brother. We damn, don't it, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So, so, so back to gaming because one of the things I wanted to mention well uh, ahead of where we're at because thankfully Haas you mentioned COVID so we took it off the gaming board or uh, the bingo board is as an industry gaming has not suffered during COVID right so I mean I know when when you sent out that the information earlier I mean we were talking about movies right the movie industry is down all these industries are down right now right gaming is not an industry that has suffered in any way shape or form in in terms of their ability to make money this year which had just grown right which I mean more I than guess, they thought yeah is they're insulated in that way, right? So when you go, oh, well, then a pandemic and people have to stay at home, what's an option? Fucking gaming. So they have grown this year and made money. And that's obviously, uh, Grinch, like you said, by 2023, they're supposed to be well over 200 billion as a whole. So I, I think games like Cyberpunk 2077 are simply going to be a speed bump. It's not going to alter this, the landscape one bit in terms of their... The, that developer's ability to make money long term, yeah, they took a hit now. You know, they'll probably rebound. But the gaming industry as a whole, they're not going to lose money here. They, there can be title after title that's fucked up. And no, they're not going to lose money because there's just too many people out there that want to play video games. It, and I think this is an important point tying into that historical arc of when you, when you push quantity ahead of quality, there are consequences. I know we're bashed, we bashed on a, a few select you know, companies games. here right. and games. Um, to your point, if, if we were to focus on the positive, which, I'm again, I'm not always strong or good at doing, there's been some amazing games that have come out. And some of them are small studios. Uh, I mean, now, I didn't play it till this year, um, but one of the games I played was Senua. Uh, it was Hellblade, Senua's... Freaking Revenge, I think. I need to look at the name again. Beautiful game. Absolutely beautiful game. And they did, uh, they have a documentary that coincides with the game where you can learn about how they they were working with their local, like, mental health institute to understand schizophrenia because the main character is schizophrenic. And you, if you can play with headphones, which is the preferred way, she actually has voices that are coming in and out almost the whole game. Like, she doesn't know where she's going. Wait, wait, maybe she's, you know, like putting doubt or saying maybe she's right and all that. Like, I mean, I paid like 10 bucks for the game, maybe, or something fairly cheap through the PlayStation Store. Maybe it was on discount, and that's what caught my eye. And, and that's one of those things where you go, I know the big guys are getting all the attention, but there's some solid wins out there for some of the smaller studios and just the pure works of art that they put out that are sincerely enjoyable, just beautiful. I mean, Concrete Genie is another one that like visually stunning with the way you have to use this like magic paintbrush and you unlock different things. Cause you could like, as the game reviewer said, 
you can crunch through the game as fast as you really want to, and maybe it's a couple-hour game, but you won't. I was say, it's, interesting, it's interesting you say that because it goes back to kind of what you were talking about earlier in the podcast, which is, you know, in, in the 80s when the U.S. developers were pushing all this quantity over quality, it was actually the Asian developers that saved the gaming industry because the gaming industry was dying because of the U.S. developers. And I think, I think what you're saying here is, and I agree with this, um, is that it's not going to be these big, massive conglomerate developers and publishers that save the gaming uh, community and, and gaming in general, video gaming in general. It's going to be the small developers because, you know, we're used to the big name brands that 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 say that that put out these great content. But what we're seeing is a lot of these heads of these places are leaving and forming these smaller startups because they have a different vision of what they want. And then the end product that they give us are these amazing things because they don't have to bow to the lords, you know, that they serve. And so I, I think you're right. I think the smaller startups are what's going to save the gaming community overall. Yeah, but yeah. how do they compete on the same level in terms of like title recognition, right? When you well, say, you know, well, here, Call here's of Duty the thing. Or if there's certain names, like individual people's names behind them, they can compete because they, they, they come with a certain. Uh, reputation. Yeah, yeah and, and and I mean, obviously, you know, in Activision and Electronic Arts, I mean, part of the reason they bank so much money, I guess, again, if I'm just trying to be objective, is because they're doing things others aren't. Like, I mean, cross-play, I, I, I imagine, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, isn't easy to pull off because the amount of servers you have to have online to support that is probably pretty robust when you're talking about the entire world because it's got to account for, because there's a little button you tick cross player enable or, un, or disable. And so you're either all in your PlayStation world or you're going out into the world where everybody's co-mingling. They're the only, I, I think they're the only game right now doing that. Um, oh, one I'm aware of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't even think among us is cross. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. Uh, and, there might be one other, one or two, but, but it's the only big one. So but, let me ask you a question because we saw the Fortnite phenomenon crop up years ago, and of course, I was mention them, yeah. as you mentioned, right, it's free to play, but they're they're getting the 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 micro purchases, right? Yeah. whatever you call it, uh, gaming tech. Uh, they were synonyms. It's all good. Yes, uh, it's my favorite <laughs> spice. Um, <laughs> do you see more? Do you see more AAA titles potentially following that? Going well, let's just do a free-to-play game and hope for a shit ton of microtransactions to help offset in terms of cost. Or are we going to continue to get these long-term developments? You know, almost a decade, like twenty seventy-seven, and you're still going to pay fifty-nine ninety-nine for the game. Well, there may I hope, be problems. I hope there's going to be legislation that comes out worldwide on microtransactions because I think Dateline, twenty twenty, several other like the BBC, many a myriad of high-end, well-respected media organizations have covered the problem with microtransactions. Like, I mean, there's numerous accounts of. 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old Jimmy stealing mom and dad's credit cards and going Ready to CSGO or whatever and running that shit up buying stuff. So, I mean, I hope when legislation gets to a point where microtransactions are more controlled and regulated and not such a big deal. Um, my hope is, is that there's going to be three lanes. There'll be a giant AAA lane. There'll be a small independent lane and there'll be a middle road compromise lane. And we'll be able to choose between those different avenues of what we want for ourselves as individual gamers. Do you think we're at a, 
go ahead. Yeah, well, if I could just say real quick, um, there, the the issue with the microtransactions too is it it brought on, it, and it's existed in different forms prior to this. Um, you know, in the COD community, it was the supply drops, but it was the notion of pay to win, because if you bought this item, which let's just say it's a weapon and it does more damage than anything else, you're going to win more firefights, you know? And so that is the other kind of seedy underbelly. That's uh, a great point, Grinch. Yeah. Of the microtransactions is it, it, you know, yeah, it's there. Some of them are just cosmetic. They don't change the way the game plays, but occasionally there are things that do. Uh, so gaming has finally reached the level of major sports franchises when they're buying. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and what and what it teaches society, right? I mean, poor people, you're you're destined to lose. If if you have money, you you get an advantage, and you're going to no, win. No, you just try harder. You get up right, a little earlier, right. <laughs> and you try a little harder. You just care more. That's yeah. right. Yes, yeah, it's so not about money. That, but uh, when I show up with a Patriot missile system, and you show up with a freaking you know six shooter, you're right. And and there's no question, Fortnite changed the game with the free-to-play but microtransactions because of how profitable it was. Because the game, again, I don't do code, but isn't all that complex. Now, it's obviously gotten better. The more money they got, the more they upped their coders, the more live events they had, et cetera. But if if I'm continuing to be cynical about Activision, not cynical, they're smart, they're, they're having their cake and eat it too because Warzone is free. Modern Warfare, Call of Duty cost you money. Right. You can still play for free. You're just in the in the same world as those that have got like well, all and I don't know if you know progression. What's interesting is have. none of the streamers, none of the mainstream streamers have left Warzone. They're all still playing Warzone. So yeah, what does that they, mean? Well, it, because they know where their bread's buttered. Uh, oh. and this I know again, mine's this, this was a big kitchen. rift in the whole skill based matchmaking because half the community was like you're destroying the game. We're pissed off. And then a select cut who, oh, by the way, gets early access to the game, gets flown out to the studio, who gets packages in the mail so they can unlock things first. Right. All seem to have a more benign take on what was going on, which, you know, I mean, it's all confirmation bias, right? So once you think they're, you know, they don't want Daddy Activision mad. Because he you know, pays the bills. Right. Yeah. But um, the other, you know, the other thing, I mean, and it's all, it's all strategy, right? I mean, so like Destiny, for example, I think it was this year, Haas, maybe you can remind me, but uh, what they did was to coincide with one of their releases is they dropped the base game price to like free yes. PlayStation Network. Uh, because, all the, because the thinking was, if we get you the base game, you're going to see that everybody else has all this really cool shit that they can go and do. You'll do well, it's it. the drug, they, they, it's the they, drug they, dealer Exactly, right. 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 That's exactly free, right, Mac. Yep. And then I'm charging you for everything else. Yep. Yep. And, it, and, and then it becomes the... They were the first ones to do it, I, I think. Um, I and, think right. and it's been massively successful for their franchise. And in fact, here's the thing about Bungie with Destiny is once they got rid of Activision, and you have to remember, Bungie is the developer behind... Um, um, the, the cord uh, we know. Um, I said the Master Chief Collection. Well, they were behind Halo. Halo, yeah. Right, 
And so their engine and their and their worlds are just they're amazingly beautiful. They're seamless in the way they play. Um, they they have issues in and out. And I know Grinch, you and I've discussed this, and why you'll never come back. But they, they're they're one of those that if you were patient and you waited, and they were able to push Activision out, and they were able to take back their self identity, the content that they're pushing out now is amazing. And yes. There are some micro microtransaction type issues within Destiny that have been discussed, but it, what's interesting is is the stuff they they've put out additional content within game because their micro microtransaction sales were so high. Like they've turned on the community and said, look, thank you for supporting the microtransactions because of that. We're going to give you this extra new added piece that we originally weren't going to give you. And it's, it's been amazing content. So um, I really like the way that Bungie is now. I'm interested to see if they continue to go in that direction, but you're, you're hundred percent correct. Grinch. They, they did do that. They offered the game for free, which coincidentally, and I guess even ironically, I bought my brother an $80 version of the game so he could play it with me and catch up to me. And three months later, they dropped it for free. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it works just to make yep. you miserable. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, again, this, this train can go on forever and, you know, since I have to edit and I don't need four hours of shit to have to edit through, uh, we will have to bring this to a close. And that's difficult because there is a shit ton of information. And I imagine you two can talk forever in terms we of gaming. We have talked for hours. Yeah, and, and we will. <laughs> and it is something we'll definitely revisit because I think there are a lot of other avenues we can go down where you guys will bring a lot to the table. Well, and I know, I know several of our listeners are gamers. Um, I, I talked to several of our regular listeners are gamers. And I mean, I, I know... I talked to them about what they wanted us to talk about. And I talked to them and said, Hey, pop some questions out there. Let give us some follow-up stuff you want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, I, I would love to hear from Mac though. Cause he's, he's been awkwardly quiet. Sorry, this, Mac. Most of this. <laughs> well, and again, and I, I, we've said this, it's actually in our title or in our intro music piece. I make the comment in the intro where I say, Mac, this is where you and I lack the requisite knowledge. And it was about gaming that we were talking at the time because you and I don't play a lot of these games that they're talking about. And so we do come to the table with a disadvantage in terms of our knowledge of gaming. I don't sit around and pine after the latest game coming out. I don't pre-order. And most of the times if I get games, it's actually from my daughter who will buy them for me for Christmas. And it's not selfless. She's buying them because she knows she'll get to play them. You know, she's like, well, dad will probably play it or buy not, but she I, loves you. I know I'll get to play them. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so smart kid you raised. Uh, right. I, I'd be interested just from the standpoint of the topic that we were discussing, bringing titles to market too early, or, you know, are you accounting for new technology, older technology, it, you know, it being able to function properly in both realms? You know, is it a matter of you're trying to do too much? in too short a time. And then of course, Mac, you're like, yeah, but 2077 had eight years. How did they come to market and fuck this up? I mean, I don't know because I don't know enough about the industry. So, you know, again, understanding the question, should they be bringing titles? Should they be doing the proper Q and a, uh, are they doing the proper Q and a, or is that first round, the pre-order they're using you as, as basically testers to make sure that the game bugs are worked out. Where, where are we moving forward? I mean, I don't imagine this is something that's going to just suddenly, you know, Project Red's not going to go, oh, well, we'll never have that issue again, right? They're, somebody's going to do another title at some point a year from now, six months, whatever it is, and we're going to have another issue. So, you know, how do we solve that issue? Not us, obviously, but how do they solve that issue? 
Well, and, and I guess maybe, you know, one, one way to look at it, and I don't know, I'm not a software developer. I'm not a coder. I've done a little bit of it in my, my, my life, but, you know, I know there's a big change in the way software development on a whole works where they're moving to more agile module. Right. Um, and, and you start with a minimal viable, minimum viable product. And, and, and I don't know, has the software industry not gotten there? Are they still, you know, are they still working on, we're not going to release anything until it is 100% lock stock smoking barrel ready to go. Or, you know, do they need to shift to that, that development model of here's, you know, here's the minimum viable product to get you to start playing the game. And then, you know, we're going to start doing releases every, you know, two weeks, four weeks, whatever that cadence becomes to add functionality and value them to the product. Um, so, you, you know, at that point, you're kind of making everybody happy. You're getting the product to market to appease all of the players. Um, you know, no, nothing's going to come to market without problems. It, it, you know, they're going to be small bugs and stuff, um, but you have a game that's playable and then you start to, kind of roll in those additional features. Uh, maybe that's what the model needs to shift to from a, you know, a game software development uh, vision. Perspective. Well, maybe that's the issue, right, what you on. just said. And for a game to come to market with no issues, is that us just having an... an uh, uh, <laughs> I think that's an unrealistic right. belief system. You know, you... There's so hold, on, hold on, hold on, why? Because back in the day, we'd get a disc and there weren't updates, there weren't patches. That was the finished product. Right, but right. did they but still have issues? How long did it take you to get that? And it could have had issues. And then there was no way to fix those issues, right? You know, until next year when they released, you know... Madden 2020 with all the new patches and bug fixes and everything, right. which then also had in turn had its whole set of new issues. You know, okay. you, you know, again, with the Fair way enough. technology moves as fast as it does now, it, it's a constant moving target. So, you know, nothing's going to be 100% bulletproof. I don't think. No. And I think to believe that that's the case is unrealistic nowadays. So is that a failure of the consumer that it came to market with issue and we're like, why did it come to market with issue? Or should we go, oh, we knew that that was going to happen. That's just a natural progression of iteration. There's going to be issues. Well, I think, you know, and, and a lot depends on timeline too, right? Eight years. You should have worked not have had, out. And I haven't, well, and I haven't played, was it Cyberpunk 2077 or whatever it is. So I don't know what the issues are, you know, that everybody's complaining about, but it should it should absolutely be a playable game as it is after eight years, without a doubt. You would think, yes. I mean, some um, of the problems are frame rate drops. Like you'll go from two hundred frame rates to like two, and again, by doing a simple task, they built it for you know the next generation console, and did not take into account what's currently out there. And I don't know that you can do that, right? I mean, I think you have to build for what's on the market, maybe now. minus one, you know? So, you know, maybe you build for, you know, Xbox One. But you see, they're not even building for Xbox 360 anymore. I mean, there's no, no. game coming out for that anymore that I know of. That's all I no, still play what, on. what they're doing is they're taking Xbox 360 games and they're beefing them up and making them, quote-unquote, backwards. But not even out. all of them. Right. Just, yeah. just not the all ones of them. that are super popular. Right. Yeah, they do like five a month, three to five a month, yeah. yeah. So normally, If you have a hard copy of that, you're kind of hosed. Well, I, again, I appreciate your perspective, and I love hearing your voice, as most of our listeners do. So I don't know. Sorry. How do we wrap this up? Uh, you know, I don't know how we bring all of this to a, a – viable conclusion here 
Um, I'll take a swing at it. We'll yeah, thank you. See, see if this works, which is, I mean, again, <clears throat> yeah, there, there's a lot of focus on the two big guys that dropped. There were a whole lot of other games that rolled out just fine. Some beautiful games, some fantastic games. I mean, Last of Us 2, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Fallout or the Fall Guys, you know, like I know some of these games have been around. They just kind of gained popularity. There are a lot of games that came out on other platforms that were all just fine. So I don't, I don't want to bludgeon the community of developers when really we're talking about two specific vignettes that just happen to be the biggest players in the game right ahead of Christmas, right in time for two console releases. And, and I do want to draw a distinction between a playable game when it comes to market, which I, I agree with Matt. Like, it, it, when it hits the market, it should be playable. Now, if players figure out a way to break the game, that is not on the developers. There's only so much they can figure out, you know. So I don't fault the developers for. I know, it, it, I, I know, I threw rocks at it, but like the fact that people have figured out how to glitch and get invisible in, in Warzone. And there's a whole community of people out there that that's all they want to do is find exactly, the holes exactly. in the software and exploit it, them. Yeah. I mean, it's so, just like Warzone and its playability, I don't have any issue with. Um, in terms of modern warfare, you either like the game or you don't, but it works. It's the skill-based matchmaking. Call of Duty Black Ops did have some problems. Cyberpunk did have some problems. And this is where I'll draw one more line in the sand, which is I think there was a difference between not knowing you needed to account for the consoles and knowing you had to, but there were problems and you masked it. That's really where CD Projekt Red I think has that on its face. Yeah, and that's, that's being deceitful at that point. Yes, it, is yeah, I right. think the community is realizing they probably knew there were problems. Now, how much did they tell their overseers to the extent of it? Probably not. I bet they were playing the game both ways, which was, no, it's going to work. Will they patch it? Yes. But what the timeline is that they've offered is February, <laughs> you know, before they think they'll have it kind of in good working order. I, I hate it for the developers. I hate it for the guys and girls down in the trenches that probably their busted their yeah. friggin' asses off to make a good game that I know they want to be proud of. Um, it's just disappointing. You know, it's just disappointing uh, at the end of the day. But but the gaming industry as a whole is thriving. It's healthy. The COD tournaments went on regardless of, of COVID. Um, you know, there are people who are still playing in Warzone tournaments. I just saw a post from a streamer I follow today that made $150,000, you know, like they're making money. The shit's going to go just fine. This will likely be a blip in the grand scheme. Right. But if a game gets released at the end of last year and they go, Oh, you know, now they know all the problems. They go, Oh, well, we're going to patch it over and, and everything will be resolved by March of, of this year of 2021. Right. The hit that you took in terms of the bad press, the frustration of the gamers, would it not have just been advantageous for you to just go fuck releasing it? We're just going to release it in March and we won't be yeah, dealing with any of that what's, shit. What's the old adage? There, there's no bad, there's no publicity like bad publicity. I mean, look, there, it's being talked about, right? Regardless, it's being talked about. Well, and, and you're right. And, and that brings up a great point that part of me now, I've never played a first person shooter. First of all, I don't even know what the fuck Cyberpunk 20. 2077, whatever it is. I don't even know what it's about. He's going to buy it. It's it. an amazing well, part game. Part of me wants to go buy it now after having this discussion Dude, and reading all this. I'm going to tell you, it, it is beautiful. what it's all about. It, it yeah. is beautiful. Go watch the trailers. 
It's amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think I guess the one point I'll add is the the biggest issue I personally have is I'm okay with knowing humans are on the other side of that screen working. It's in the absence of communication, you run with theories, rumors, whatever. And that's been the problem, at least for COG is it is Activision Treyarch has been radio silent responding to anything. And they've even gone to the point where they're moderating their threads on various forums so that certain topics cannot even be brought up. Now that is not how you treat your community because I, I got, you want new blood, but at the same time, if you're, you know, they, they call it the vocal minority is the one or the ones that have been faithful for years and years and years. And you start to act like you just don't give a shit. I don't know. Does that hurt the bottom line? I mean, like I said, I pre-ordered the fucking game. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem to. Have, it doesn't seem to have hurt the bottom line. I don't know, bro. I mean, you're, you're you're still playing, and you're clearly upset. Well, the qu- we the question is, last night, and we dropped out of like five games straight because it was just such a shit show. But you open this entire podcast with it's a two hundred. Uh, it's on the road to being a two hundred billion dollar plus industry. So clearly, they're not hurting. No, because it's more than movies, music, and uh, television combined right. on, a, on, on an annual basis. And again, they know they're insulated in a time like you know 2020 with COVID. They knew they were insulated in terms of people were still going to purchase. There was still the, you know, the known commodity of being able to earn money during that time. So, it, it, And in the cycle, I know I keep adding this shit, you'll have to add it, but Best. a year is a long time for a lot of people to forget how this year went. So unless you're someone like me who was burned a year and a half, almost two years ago. Yeah. It's either you're like, like, you know, you get to where you just get so pissed off. You finally take action. It's not pissed off as a parent. Y'all can all appreciate that. I was just greatly disappointed. Right. Well, the the sad thing is that's actually what I did last year is I did it by the title because I got so pissed off about COD world war, which is just a fucking terrible game that I'm like, fuck it. I'm not buying it this year. Right. And then about mid-year, I'm like, you know, hello, fuck it, I'm buying it. <laughs> I'm going to be retiring. I'm going to have all this time. I need something to do. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if we answered any questions. I'm not even. I don't even know if we debated that. I mean, much. we debated, and we drank. <laughs> we did, well, and that's really what we come together to do. And I right? feel like so, I learned something. You're kind of out right. Of this, so. Exactly. Uh, I, I wish we'd picked your brain more, Mac, though, because with your technical background. I feel like next time. Oh, no, no, no. Next time. Absolutely not. I'm not a coder. I do not develop. Uh, You're I being modest. One time. You're modesty. It's modest. ridiculous. It sucks. You're being modest. So I do. I, I'm with Grinch. I feel sorry for the people that, who have to listen you know, to you talk about blood, gaming. Well, yeah, besides that. <laughs> put their blood, sweat, and tears into this product. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it is kind of like an art form. And I mean, they've poured all that into it. And, you know, now they're getting beat up over it. Right. Um, and, and, and where it went wrong, that, that's not for me to decide because I don't know enough about it. But, yeah, I, I definitely feel bad for those guys, as Grinch mentioned. And girls. Guys and, and girls. girls. Those yeah. people. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed listening. I hope you've now been educated on uh, information about gaming, which, like Mac, I, I was 
happy to learn. I don't know all of all of this stuff that you guys do. So it's nice to, you know, be able to pick your brain and get this information. Does that mean I'm going to start putting myself on the pre-order list? Absolutely not. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up there. Can, can uh, somebody say truth of the matter so I can get fucking bingo, please? No, but truth I did. The truth of the matter is, is bingo! that uh, while walking the dog, um, it on wasn't a Friday all, night. It, it, on a Friday night, it wasn't all about the Venn diagram. I think you guys have changed my mind. I'm, I'm tempering my humanity. And you can humanity. decree that, but I mean, I'm, pretty, I'm fairly sober. So. No, I'm sorry. Nobody got bingo this mm. round. That's okay. Nobody won. Nobody won it. Uh, I was we close. I had four. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to end it there. Thank you for joining us for another debate. Uh, gaming was the topic of the day. We will, we will see what next week has to bring. But I appreciate you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. And we will do this again next week. Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say Roast Empire. Salute to <laughs> Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>